Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market podcasting i love that i said that it sounded like we quit <laughs> it did it did sound like we quit maybe no, we we've, should we've, we've thought, thought about it we've thought about it we've thought about um it. we're back on the podcast we've got guests we've talked to you guys about the fact that we are going to have these guests on uh we have john foss and russ kendall and they are the they are the magic behind the movie um what is the the first word of sh- stronger <laughs> strong enough <laughs> strong enough wow hey guys i'm the, the executive producer it's wow okay what I, what I was just telling them is i just rolled in from the ranch so i'm if i look as scattered as my brain is clearly i, I have a pretty good reason for it. A reason but we for have it. we've got john and russ and they're here to talk about the film that they've created wrote produced and I had the opportunity to work on it with them a little bit. And it was the first time I got to do anything like that. And it was, you know, what's funny about it is I'm the executive producer. And when I learned that that is what like, an executive producer does, like some of the stuff that I helped them with, I had no idea that, you know, you guys, I was just born to, I was <laughs> born to executive produce. I know. And you did <laughs> so great. Yeah. I'll tell you, like right out of the gate, when we were coming up with this concept and this idea, it was uh, Russ and I talked about bringing on someone who knew this world, this cross-training world, who could speak to it uh, with some authority, with some experience, because we, all we had was this idea and a script. And, um, and Russ and I, our, our relationship with, with, cross, with CrossFit, with that whole cross-training world is complicated, right? You know, we haven't been doing it uh, that long or, or much at all. So there was a lot of nuance that we didn't quite understand about that space and about that world and what it would be like for a female athlete, you know, who's uh, in this case, the character in our movie is she's a, uh, an amateur athlete. She wants to go pro. So we kind of just wanted, um, we wanted somebody that again, I could speak to it from authority and experience and could advise us and give us some direction and and Brooke, you were always like right up there. And we thought, man, that would be one day. 
you know, one day, <laughs> if we could, that would be amazing. And that one day happened. You yeah, know? John, didn't you message me on Instagram, right? I did. Yeah. I messaged you on, on Instagram. I also emailed you. Yeah. I did like a, a scattershot of communication, just fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by some miracle, you responded. I was, I've been, always just been so curious, like what, what was your first uh, reaction when you saw it, if you can remember? Because that was what over. Well, I wanted, ago, I, wanted right? to, I wanted to say that I thought I saw the IG message first, but I may have seen the email. I was going to say, you probably wouldn't have seen that. You've, you have, get so many of those. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she gets so many that like people, people will DM me and be like, I don't know if Brooke got this, but because oh, <laughs> I don't have any messages ever. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'll send you one right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. You get to be the messenger. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but when I saw the email, or you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go with email. Um, my first reaction was, "Yeah, I'd love to help." Yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, um, I, will you give just like I I have talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but just give a brief um, description of the movie, and then I share with everybody kind of how that even came to be. Like that you wanted to maybe create a story or write a story that fell into the, you know, category of sports and more than that, like from a female perspective. And especially um, those of you that are listening that if you are, you aren't aware, but it's wrapped around or it's, it's very, um, it's about functional fitness competition and it's very, it's complicated, you know, and anyone in a high level sport, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, male or female, there's just such a level of mm, outside the dedication and motivation and constant training and consistency. It is your, it's, you're a little crazy, you know, to, to keep doing yeah, it. It's right. Yeah. And I remember when I first learned about this cross training world years ago, um, I was so fascinated by it. I was so impressed by it, by the people who did, especially the women. And cause I, I just had never seen anything like that. So people who were just so well, well-rounded athletically. And I thought that's a fascinating world. That world has got to be full of stories. And, um, and I just wrote down this little blurb in my black book of ideas, like, okay, there's a cross training athlete. She goes to the gym to manage her stress or something like that. And then it wasn't until, you know, the uh, end of 2020 that this idea circled back to me and uh, I talked to Russ about it and, and we're like, yeah, let, let's pursue this. So I, I just jumped right in to write it. And it really is uh, like what you were talking about. It, the story is about this amateur um, cross-training athlete. She's uh, the strongest she's ever been. Like She's had a very difficult, rough last year when we entered the story. Uh, her father's passed away. She's going through some difficult things in her relationship with her husband. But um, to kind of deal with all of that, she's really dedicated to her, herself to the sport with the goal of wanting to become pro and, and grow in her sport. And so on this particular day, the film takes place in one afternoon in one location in this gym, right? So we jump into the story there and she's out to set some world records. She and her coach have set up this mock competition to, uh, to break some world records. And um, they've called in the World Record Federation to kind of certify it. But the coach has lined up some sponsors on the line. So she's, she's, she's looking at like, performing at a very high level. And this is something she's been prepared for for a very long time, right? For this last year, but something happens right before she goes into the world record event and it just devastates her. Um, it's, it has something to do with her relationship with her husband. And all of a sudden it becomes more about 
you know, is, is she, it's, the question is not, is she strong enough to, to do these world records? It's, is she strong enough to endure and to handle all of these things as she's literally working out the problems in her life? Um, so that's what it is. It's, I, I, I love the tension there of seeing someone, and this is one of the things that drew me to that, to that world. Uh, I just love seeing this character who's just so physically fierce and strong, but also so emotionally and mentally vulnerable. And that is so relatable you know, uh, to all of us, I think. Um, and, uh, and Brooke, I, we had a, uh, we took the, the film to the uh, CrossFit games this year and we had just a, a small little screening. And, and I remember something Brooke said afterwards that, you know, like everybody can see themselves in this story, you know, uh, whatever they're dealing with in their lives. It's not, you don't have to be a cross training athlete to necessarily enjoy the story. You're going to see the struggle and relate to it. Um, that's, that's kind of the summary at a high level. Russ, I don't know. What would you add to that? Yeah, well, one thing it was from a storytelling standpoint, it was fun to, to try and take a story and just do a snapshot of this, this individual's life. We don't know a lot of the, the pre-story or uh, you know, her backstory, but just this one afternoon. And, you know, it, it had a, a production uh, applicability as well. We're in the height of, you know, COVID and restrictions and all that stuff. And filmmaking is hard. Everything's, you know, kind of difficult. And so the the logistic challenge of, okay, let's, let's tell this story in one location, one afternoon, keep it entertaining, keep the, the engagement uh, through the storytelling, even though we're not changing locations and it's, it is one place and, and see, you know, if we can do it. So it was a fun challenge from a storytelling telling standpoint, as well as from a production standpoint to just kind of take, all right, here's the lemons of, you know, a pandemic. Let's still make a movie and let's do it, you know, with this, some, some parameters but that also opens up, you know, a lot of, you know, creative growth and, and a lot of opportunities when you're kind of, you know, forced into some, uh, some challenging uh, situations. So, uh, yeah, it's fun to really. Yeah. How did, how did the two of you get into filmmaking? Great question. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like all I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> I was the kid in the neighborhood with the camera, just running around filming everything. Um, but uh, I think I more seriously got into the industry over a decade ago. I studied film in college and, and um, uh, ended up in New York uh, studying film again and working there and then came out here and uh, created partnerships with Russ. Um, it's kind of the high level thinking of it. Russ, Russ has a, what's that? I was going to say, where are you? Are you from Utah originally? Originally from Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was born in Utah, but then I later moved to Colorado. Uh, Denver area. And I uh, went to Colorado Film School there, uh, came to the University of Utah, and then later went to uh, Columbia University in New York for a, a film degree there. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> it was impressive. impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Russ, how uh, about you? Yeah, I too was born in Utah, but uh, grew up in Miami and then Indiana, and then primarily in Las Vegas. So, but uh, yeah, I got started in uh, summer of 93 on, uh, in LA on an NBC sitcom. And uh, did a year on that show and, and decided, okay, I dig this world. I'm gonna, I'm sticking with it. And uh, uh, ended up in Utah, uh, you know, working on a variety of things, movies of the week, features, uh, commercials, music videos, and you know, 20 plus years later, uh, here doing it. So Very it's been cool. a good, yeah. it's a good road. Do you mind if I ask what sitcom? It was called the John Larroquette Show. Oh, um, I feel like I remember that. If you ever saw the show John Night Court. Yes. Uh, 
Night Court, he was the real sleazy DA. Yes, yes. So yeah. Emmy Award winning. So he did so well on, you know, Night Court. He got his own show. He yeah. ran for four seasons. I do remember that. Um, yes, that's yeah. exactly. Yes. So it was fun. Very it cool. was, uh, yeah. I, I was very green in the industry and just, you know, kept my eyes open, worked hard and, uh, you know, just made my way and yeah. decided I dig this. So. Do you guys, do you guys primarily do, um, like film festival, indie films, or you kind of do a, is it kind of like a mixed bag or has it ever changed? Or you started in like Hollywood, like you were in LA Russ, and then you maybe gravitated towards more like smaller films, film festivals, indie films and things like that. Sure. I did say definitely a mixed bag. Um, our company is called Kaleidoscope Pictures and we do feature films. We do television series, we do documentaries. We also have a client arm uh, where we do things with Adobe and Ancestry.com. So uh, at the heart of all of it though, is we really try and find stories that that are relatable, that, that tap into the commonalities we all share. And often that, you know, uh, triumph over adversity and finding that wherewithal within us or, you know, connecting to the divine or whatever that is that gets you through to, a, you know, hopefully a better place personally or in a relationship or what have you. And, and so we resonate with, with those type of stories, these, these personal journeys. And so whether it's in a doc, whether it's in a feature film, um, we, we look for those things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's a mixed bag for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, being storytellers, you get to kind of, you know, be in a lot of different worlds and, work with so many just fascinating people. Sometimes you pinch yourself and you're like, man, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get here? You know, but. I think that all the time. <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah. How did I, I get here? I got to pinch myself. <laughs> what am I doing here? There's a bit of that in film though. There's a bit. I got to get out of this film. fucking yeah. nightmare. Jesus, pinch yeah. me. I was going yeah, right? It happens. <laughs> it looks like a pretty good nightmare over there. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mild weather. Uh, I actually fires, it's boiling though, hot right now. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not as bad as I'm, I'm joking. Where are you at Jenna? Huh? Where are you at? Oh, I'm in Santa. Well, I'm Santa Cruz County, uh, okay. California. Gotcha. Yeah. We haven't been having a heat streak. Hmm. So we're used to like having more mild weather over here. But uh, Brooke and I were just in Bali. And while I, while we were gone, my daughter was taking care of all my plants and everything. And I came back, she had texted me and she was like, oh my God, it's 110 here. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I came home and I had left a plastic, like a Starbucks cup in my Mm -hmm. cup holder. It was completely melted. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Like it could have like started a fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, the next CZU fire is going to come from my car or something. (laughs) (laughs) From your Starbucks cup. Yeah, leaving my Starbucks cup in there. Yeah. Anyway. What was it like, um, really, because Gina and myself, we've never made I know nothing about this. That's why I'm just never made a film. Yeah, all the questions. We've never made a film. So for the two of you, I guess, to help me learn too, when it obviously started with a script that you started writing, John, and went out from there. So how do you guys go about casting? It's a great question because um, from the beginning, it was, we always wanted a real athlete in this role. You know, Uh, we talked about it, you know, it, 
with Russ and our other partners, our other producers as well, we we talked about should we go to LA and get a real actress, like someone who's been trained and as an actor and has you know a lot of experience in that world. And we did some due diligence, you know, we, we sent out a casting notice in, in LA and and we had over 1,700 submissions for the role. Um, but the, the thing about this movie that makes it so unique is that what we're asking this, this actor, what we're seeing this character do is, is really kind of unprecedented. We, uh, the, like I mentioned before, the, the character, she's out to break and set some world records. And we base those world records on real Guinness world records that were set in 2017. And so the way that we wanted to approach filming, filming it was that we, we didn't want to rely on editing. We didn't want to rely on coverage, uh, shot, shot, you know, just to sell that she's doing these movements. We actually wanted to see this person do the movements. I think, you know, we're so used to that seeing it in action sequences and dance sequences when people are singing long one takes and it's, it's actually really captivating. Uh, and we wanted to really pay tribute to the sport and to the body and, and like what someone can actually do. So we wanted to see this person on camera really attempt to break these records. And so that's what you're seeing in the film in real time, this character trying to do this, but also in real life. And um, that made the casting really kind of challenging because out of those 1700 submissions, um, you know, we, we called back 40 that looked fit. And maybe out of the 40, there was one that could, you know, probably do a couple pull-ups, you know, um, uh, but it just wasn't what we needed. And the other thing you can't, you can't fake that kind of body, right. Uh, that, no. that these athletes, you know, create in the sport it's, it takes years, you know, um, uh, and so we just really wanted that authenticity. And so the other thing that we did was we looked at um, the cross, the CrossFit Open. They they post the results every year of, of everybody throughout around the world that are you know trying to go, uh, trying to advance you know through the Open. They post all their results online. And um, because of COVID, we couldn't consider anybody out of the United States. You know, we wanted to make it easy, so we looked at the top 500 women. Uh, who were American, and we went through every single profile. We looked at, um, you know, uh, had everything from like their picture to their online presence, the, their social media profile. Like, do they present themselves well on camera? Um, what's their following like? Like, yeah, all these things, all these factors. And we had reached out to a few dozen, um, uh, probably very well, very recognizable names within the sport, of course. Um, uh, but then also to some people who no one's ever heard about or of. Uh, and um, we did a couple screen tests. Some responded. We we spoke with some agents and some managers, in fact, and we had a couple screen tests with a few, you know, athletes, known athletes and, and lesser known athletes. Um, and we narrowed it down to this one athlete out of Ohio. Her name is Ashley Giroux. Um, she was... Uh, she just presented everything, checked a lot of boxes for us in our initial kind of, I guess, pass, you know, uh, she just, she was really great. So we brought her out to, to screen test her against some of our uh, other actors and she'd never acted before. Right. I was going to ask so, that. Yeah. 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 No acting experience at all. She works full time as a, uh, uh, as a computer engineer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. In yeah. IT. Yeah. yeah. IT, yeah, full time in IT, you know, General Electric or aviation, and she's just fantastic. And uh, and she took direction really well. That's the other thing. Like when you're working with someone who doesn't hasn't doesn't have an acting experience or background, you want to know that they're responsive to the director and and uh, 
that they're willing to like bring themselves and, you know, because it's a very emotional and also vulnerable process. So we just needed someone who was willing to kind of open themselves up to, to that. And she was doing it. And uh, to our satisfaction, we just felt like she was the one. Uh, and so we ended up casting Ashley Drew in the main title, of, uh, main role of Sam. Um, but it was, it was a, it was a process. I mean, I remember Russ and I were like, who are we going to cast? How, is this going to happen? Uh, yeah, I would, I would did. imagine, uh, I mean, just from the experience that I've had, like being with Brooke, when they were like, when she was filming like, the, the Amazon scenes, scenes and stuff, oh, yeah. like uh-huh. the Amazons don't look like Amazons. Like, right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like all the girls, they were like in this like training on, they were like these teeny tiny little, you know, they were actresses. So there were very few that were like actually built uh, strong looking women. Right. I remember Brooke, you were talking about that in in one of our first calls Um, in our development of the screenplay. And we were talking about kind of the physique and you were speaking about that experience about how some of those casting agents came to, you know, those cross training events and they were scouting essentially Mm -hmm. women like you. Right. Yeah, they did. So I, um, I got the call before the games and then I did my in-person audition with Christy Carlson and she was a casting director and she ran the department for Warner brothers. I think right now she's, I think she's separated and and has her own company. Um, Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. In fact, if you guys ever want me to connect you with her, if you don't know her, she is so wonderful. So I went in the day I checked in for the CrossFit games. I checked in like you do like the interview, you have like your gear on and they do like video. And, and then I got right in the car and drove to Warner brothers. And I found out, um, they told me there, but I guess they had some people come to the CrossFit games and kind of scout why they were there. And so it wasn't just me that they ended up getting, I think I may have been the only one that did like an in-person audition, which is just so much better than Self tapes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we talked about that, John. And yeah. um, but they had like Sam Briggs auditioned. Um, I think Katrin too. Uh, they had a lot of other girls, like you know, big names or whatever from that year. That I'm pretty sure sent in self tapes or did some sort of audition. And your girl got it. And I said, <laughs> it's got to. I was like, I was like, it's it's perfect storm because I'm pretty sure I'm the only athlete that grew up in the performing arts. Like that's all I wanted to do. I mean, however, it is very different. Um, I did more musical and I guess like theatrical than, you know, acting for TV or for, or for movie or for film. So I came back from filming both of those movies, the justice league, uh, wonder woman prior to the justice league. And then, I was given some advice from who became a really good friend of mine. who is actually the producer of those movies. And he said, Brooke, you know, you just got to work your muscle, like your acting muscle, the same way you like train in the gym. So I got into an acting class and I started doing some more of that. And I have worked since (laughs) not a lot, (laughs) but it is something that like, I, I thought about that, you know, a lot of people, um, when I did Wonder Woman, you know, you have all the fans, probably the big majority of them that are also really into fitness and probably um, followed me mostly through my CrossFit stuff. 
but they're all like, you should have been Wonder Woman. You should have been Wonder Woman. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, but I'm like, here's the caveat, you know, um, you got to look the part, but you got to be able to act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you, you will, you, I mean, I can only imagine running into that problem for you guys finding someone for this because it's like, okay, probably not a lot of people are very much into sport or mm-hmm. health and fitness, even just like conventional training. That's also in the industry of wanting to act and be in the arts because, and I say that pretty confidently um, because I remember it blew my mind when I showed up to, I was in, I was in the UK and I just had, I had no idea. I mean, I grew up always dancing and sports and outdoors. So pretty active lifestyle. I had no idea that there are still, there are people that don't care about fitness. Like they don't, that's not an interest at all, you know? And so when I'm out there with all these people, I'm thinking like, I was the weird one because I, yeah, they kept looking at you like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, when, when we weren't filming, I was training as much as I could because I was prepping for, I I did the open out there. And then I did, I made it to regionals. And I got E. coli right before regionals, but, um, you know, I did the best that I could. So when we weren't filming, I was in the gym because when we were filming, we started super early in the morning and I'd be in full kit all day. All right. No. And you wouldn't even do anything. It's like you, I really learned everyone told me when I was there, they're like, yeah, you know, this is called hurry up and wait. And I was like, what? Yep. Exactly. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, this, this industry, it's uh, it's all hurry up and wait. And I'm like, oh shit. I could be doing so much (laughs) stuff right now. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, it's funny how, how we get on set, you know, there's, there's a lot of hurry up and you're, you're setting things up for the shot, trying to get crew mobilized and equipment moved around. And then once it's set, then you wait, you got to wait for light. You got to wait for performers. You got to wait for makeup. It's just, it's a thing. It's really funny. (laughs) Luckily that wasn't our problem too much on, on our set because we had a very tight time constraint. You know, we, because the whole movie takes place in one afternoon um, we have to make, and we're shooting this film over a few, over a couple of weeks. I was going to ask that. We have to make sure that looks consistent, right? Yeah. And we're, and the place where we were shooting the gym that we were shooting in um, was a real working practical gym. So we couldn't, um, we couldn't just buy the location and just use it. However, whenever we wanted, we had to wait until their morning classes were done. And then we got in at 10 a.m. And then the sun would set, the good light would be gone by like 6.30 p.m. So we had this window of time, you know, to just shoot the, the movie. And we had to move. We were shooting, I don't know, Russ, how many? Seven, nine pages a day? Yeah, we were, yeah it was a 10-day shoot. And so yeah. we, we had to be, move very efficiently. Oh, and one wow. thing we did is we pre-lit the location so that, you know, as you've experienced, Brooke, there could be a lot of moving lights and you know, transition time can just kill you. Uh, so that, that helped things uh, be very mo- uh, mobile. But, yeah. 
Yeah, we, it was all in the planning, right? Because we, we pre-lit everything. We, we changed the bulbs in the gym so that we knew that everything was already pre-lit. And our camera setups, um, we went into it with kind of a documentary style, you know, approach, right? Handheld. Uh, and that made it efficient for us to just block out the scenes with camera and then just roll right into it. So we were able to move pretty quickly on that front. And I think that was to the actor's advantage too, Ashley and um, a couple others, that we were able to shoot the film in sequence, essentially. That doesn't ever really happen in movies because schedule, when you have your movie and you schedule your movie out, you're you're shoot, sometimes shooting the last scene first or the middle scene with the last scene. And you're just, everything's all shaken around because you're, you're dealing with locations, weather, actor schedules, a whole bunch of variables, right? Um, but because we had this location, because the story happened in one day and it was really, the story was really self-contained, we felt like we really could schedule it pretty much in order. And I think that was really helpful for, again for Ashley as she was diving in first time, you know, really kind of taking on the character and learning, you know, growing in the character and in the story as we film. Uh, it was really cool. But yeah, filming is just <laughs> you were what you were saying earlier, Brooke, about, you know, uh, athletes having a performance background in this space. I mean, if you're if you want to be an athlete and you're spending so much time in that world, like how would you be able to get out and, and go do, you know, other things, other other endeavors because you're just you're spending and dedicating so much of your time there you know to be the best yep yeah gina you want to we could uh, they, maybe that we could pitch him a, a, a your story about you we could <laughs> <laughs> rags to well, riches back interested. to rags or i don't know <laughs> like uh... <laughs> She lost it all. Rags to riches to uh, rags. Yeah, about my, my sad divorce. <laughs> like what? Like what's so interesting? You know, oh. I was just thinking like a one time, like one shot, you know. Oh, like me gym. doing something athletic? You in the gym, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, you don't want to see that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might. I love it. All right, so we did the premiere. Like the, or the sneak, like this, uh, what did we call it? Sneak preview. Yeah. It was a screening. Yeah. And we were kind of, you were waiting for what, 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 what what was the next steps and take me through it and where we are today. Right. So, um, and even just the process of what do you do? You know, it's like you, you, you write the story, you get it filmed, you go through all these hoops, you figure it out. And then now, now you have a finished product. What, where do we go from here? Yeah. Russ, you want to take this one? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that is the key question is what now? I mean, if you create something, if you can't get it out there, what does it matter? And so uh, the next step after, you know, we did that screening, the film was completed is finding a distributor and finding the right distributor. You know, there's a lot of them out that will say, yeah, we'll get your, you know, we'll take your movie on, but finding one that, that gets the story, gets, understands the, the, the market, understands the need and the niche for, you know, this particular type of film as well. And so um, we brought on, it's called the producer's rep. He helped us connect with the right type of distributors, vetted a number of them, took some offers from a handful of distributors and um, landed on one called Gravitas uh, Ventures. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is they have, um, partnered with with CrossFit 
to put out all of CrossFit's documentaries. And so with our film, that's, you know, you know, cross training kind of in that similar you know, athletic space, they understand this market and they understand uh, how to, you know, get the, these type of films out there. And they were particularly excited about this one because it's uh, a narrative. You know, the previous films uh, in this space have been documentary that they've distributed. So they, they love that it's a female lead, love that it's a narrative story, kind of a first of its kind in, in, uh, in many ways. And so uh, we've partnered with them and we have a release date of December 27th uh, that it'll be available on all your, um, uh, not streaming, but the um, transactional, you know, like iTunes and, you know, for purchase. And so about a month early, uh, end of November, it'll be available for pre-sale and you should start seeing uh, ads for it. And, you know, we'll do some pretty big campaigns to try and get word out there and, but the 27th of December, which we initially thought, well, that's kind of an odd date, but we're all like focused even more so on, on fitness come January one. Right. So that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. really try and, you know, get, yeah. tap into that psyche and, and that, uh, you know, yeah. really have it just go gangbusters and, you know, what you know, taking place in, uh, in Miami uh, shortly after. So a lot of things yeah. converging yeah. that might make it a great release time. Yeah, John, what did you add? Anything there? So, oh, you, I, that's everything about the yeah about that release. It's funny because the distributor Gravitas they were saying that sports films tend to do very well around the new year because for that point people are setting fitness goals and they want to be motivated and you know and it's like right we've got yeah don't get them in like that. March that's when they've dropped off <laughs> yeah. yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah, they're like uh, late I January did, yeah I did yeah I did like a three month membership I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah they Indeed. completely stop searching anything that has to do with fitness so they just will never see the ads like december yeah. you know yeah, everyone's like always doing like a one month challenge or you know like the yeah. no no right, right, drinking right. for january or i don't know all that all that nonsense yeah. I'm, just oh, I'm just kidding <laughs> you know all the nonsense all that nonsense yeah <laughs> well we've got some fun like marketing things in play right now that we're exploring i mean one of them that could play into that is that, you know, we've spoken to Ashley uh, about creating a, a workout called the Sam uh, kind of based on her character and what the kind of physical exercises, movements that her character tries to do. Like, yeah, that could be really rad. It's um, like a, a world breaking, later. world breaking record workout. <laughs> Every, exactly. Everybody's like, tragedy I'm not ready hits. for this. Yeah. yeah. You know, Get I ready. can't do the Sam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the Sam. Not the Sam. My God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. No, that'd be very cool. Um, what was the response at the games? It was great. You know, it's funny because so many people, when we were meeting with them and talking with them at the games, they've, their first reaction was, it's a, it's a documentary. And we're like, no. Oh, that's, funny. You know, in this world that's in that space, that's, yeah. that's what people are used to seeing, right? You know, uh, stories that are doc, documentary or short docs, you know. Um, and when they learned that it was a narrative film and they learned about the story, there was a lot of great interest. A lot of people engaged with the movie. Uh, I, mean, I feel we like there. that's kind and, of a compliment to her, too. I mean, yeah. they thought it was a documentary. Mm. I mean, it must yeah. have seemed pretty real the way, you know, her yeah. reactions and, you know, all of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. a, that was the other thing about it is that, uh, I mean, we had a booth there and we had a television that was just playing trailer and, and also stills from the film and we had a giant, 
you know, poster of the movie. And so, uh, yeah, upon first glance, you might look at it and be like, oh, cool documentary. But, but the more that we talked to, uh, the more that we shared about the story with people, you know, the more that they engaged with it. Um, and the more interest that we had uh, from people. Like the trailer, once we released the trailer in, in, a, in a week, we had tens of thousands of views uh, just organically, right? And that just is, that's, that's great. That just shows that there's a lot of interest in this kind of story um, in this space, you know? So that made us really excited. Yeah, it's very cool. Then you're like, oh, now we're going to have to do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> People have asked that, actually. They get to the end and like, what happens? You know, I know. What happens well, that's what the relationship. Yeah. 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 I know. You might, you might have to. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. We were, we were talking with, uh, uh, I was having a conversation with the director of, of one of the CrossFit movies and, and uh, you know, telling her about it. And we were just kind of, um, yeah, just exploring the space. And she, that's something she was so excited about because she is there all the time in the middle of, of these real athletes who are doing so difficult things, but each one of these athletes uh, have their own stories have their own struggles. And so she's seen firsthand, you know, the stories, just how vast this story, this universe is of stories, right? Within the space. And, uh, and what we've done here with this film, you know, uh, it's, it's just like, it's just a small part, you know, like Russ was saying, it's, it's just a moment. It's just a glimpse of this athlete's life, you know, in this story. And it's going to make you afterwards want more, want more, I think of, uh, from this character, want more from this world, the sports world. And, and I think it will, the curiosity will be piqued for people who have never uh, even considered this kind of uh, training or, or sport. Um, I think it'll generate a lot of interest, you know? Um, but, but again, it's like, it's not really about that sport. It's not about cross training sport. I mean, it's about this female athlete and you know, that happens to be within this world, this, this uh, sports world. But um, I, I do think it'll generate a lot of, a lot of interest and uh, curiosity and motivate people, uh, you know, we just shared a movie, the movie with uh, with someone that we're exploring a marketing deal with, and um, afterwards he just had so many great things to say about it because he he doesn't do he goes to the gym maybe every now and then, but um, he was like, I am just so motivated. He's like, I want that coach, I want that coach to be in my <laughs> life every day because that coach is so motivated. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, yeah, man. Was the coach a real coach? No, no, oh, he's he not. was he's an, an actor. actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might know him from like uh, *Fear the Walking Dead*, *Rampage*. I used to love that show. Yeah. I haven't kept up on it though. Yeah, that universe has gotten pretty big. I've kind yeah. Of, yeah, fell, fallen off the wagon there. Yeah. It's just so much. <laughs> so big. Yeah, there's only there's only so many zombies you can watch. You know. I quit. I, quit I just the Walking Dead in like season four. <laughs> I think we both did. <laughs> I remember turning it on. When was it, Gina? When we were watching in um, the sun, he we'd turn on the new episode because we watched it as like a group of friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and after like the fourth episode or fifth episode, and it was the kids still in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yeah. He's still in the bed. We're like, wow, this is still in the bed. And then we kept watching it because we were committed. Like, well, we yeah, because we were like, we, we got to so wait till this is out of his bed. Like, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I loved it. I loved when the chick, uh, gosh, it's been so long since I watched it, so I can't remember. I loved when they had the the zombies on the, the like, they were like, like her dogs. Oh, yeah. 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 Like that chick. That was my favorite. But yeah, no, it just starts to get like, you're like, oh, whatever. It's kind of like um, uh, Lost. I never watched that. No? Okay. It is. You yeah. watch that first season. It's like a you're commitment, hooked. right? You're yeah. hooked. You're hooked. How many, how many seasons was it though? Like 50. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, there was, there was, was really like, like six or like seven. Six, six yeah. or seven. But it, what it felt, what it feels like at like season five let's say season four or five is like do they know what happens next yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're just like making it you up know? as they go along like it felt like maybe like, oh they- we didn't expect it to go yes. this long yes <laughs> <laughs> like shit we're gonna have to yeah. come up with something and honestly um john maybe you could answer this question for me or at the end of lost wasn't it that they all were actually dead Oh my gosh, that's a great question. And I'm going to admit, I watched every episode of Lost except for the last three episodes. How could that be? This day, I still don't know that? what happened. What? I was. I know no. I need to get back into it. And watch no, it, no, I you don't. Think at some point. No. Yeah, don't do it. So Look fatigued. it up. Don't do it. Yeah. And then, just, and then I think it was like, cause you know, at that point they were just like airing it weekly. Right. We didn't have streaming available. Right. Or like I didn't have TiVo. Right. So like for whatever happened in my life, I just didn't get to it. And then I heard all these reviews and how disappointed people were. Yes. I've heard that. And I too. was like, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think I'll just leave on the high note that leave I leave with the good taste. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yes. Interesting. But I should go back and see, but I don't know. Russ, do you have an answer to that? Don't question? waste any more time on it. No, <laughs> they were dead. They were, were dead, dead, right? Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Uh, I'll tell you though, I like the ending. And it was, you know, a bit of contention with me and my wife. She's like, that was the stupidest thing ever. And I'm like, <laughs> it was fulfilling. I liked it. It worked for me. But anyway, the way they went through all of that and they were just all dead, like this was like their heaven or something. Yeah. And not oh. all of them made it. Oh, interesting. But, but there oh. were some some reconciliations. There are some things that I that I think were, were payoffs. Okay. Uh, obviously not enough for many people, but yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think that like, yeah, I don't think I hated the ending. Like the fact that they were all dead so much. I think that it was one difficult to know for sure yeah. <laughs> if they were. And two, just those last couple seasons you had, there were so many of the, those episodes, like the in-between episodes where they're long. I mean, the lost episodes are, they were long. Wasn't each episode like an hour? They're an hour. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that's how they used to and do so TV. When it started getting to a point where it felt like, where is this going? You know, you're committed to an hour. No wonder John didn't watch the last three, last three episodes. That's why I said, don't waste any more time on it. But man, man, lost those first few seasons. They're good very stuff. good. Good stuff. Yeah. I remember me yeah. and my me and my ex, we would when we all were getting into watching Lost, it was like you turn mm-hmm. one on at night and it's like, oh, one more, one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
committing an hour and it turns into like three, four hours. You're like, oh gosh. That's how I've been with Handmaid's Tale. I still haven't haven't finished catching up on that. Oh, it is just so good. It's so good that I'm like, I started at the beginning again. I do it every, every time they release a season. I noticed you started from the beginning. I started from the beginning every single time because I just love it so much. I just did that with, um, it really is. I got a lot of time. (laughs) 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 There's literally like an imprint on my couch of my ass. It's like, that's where I sit. Here's the thing though, you guys to just to understand about Gina, Gina, (laughs) she, it doesn't matter how bad it's rated. This is true. This woman will watch it. And especially if it's a horror film, it actually irritates yes. me because we like to watch scary yeah. movies when we're together. And yeah. just so many times where I'm over and I'm like, all right, we're trying to pick one out. And Gina's over there like, oh, I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I've <laughs> seen true. it. I've it's seen true. it. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I know. I watch too much television. I know. It's embarrassing. It's honestly embarrassing to admit to people like how much I watch. But a lot of it's like in the middle of the night because I have insomnia which is, it's, it's probably like a catch 22. Like I have the insomnia because I won't turn the TV set off. So, you know, it's like one of those things, but yeah. Well, you've, anyway. you've always been like a night owl anyway. So yes. yeah. I mean, yeah, I do actually also, leave my house. She watches all the weird documentaries, you know, I do. it's kind of, it's kind of nice because she can keep you from wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. Give you the cliff notes. Yeah, I should. I should just write cliff notes on every single show. (laughs) Just put them out there. (laughs) That wouldn't be a bad idea. You know what? I'll tell you what. The one of the worst movies I've seen recently is um, is the uh, Crimes of the Future, or or have you heard of that? I haven't. Either one of you guys. Um, Oh, Crimes of the Future. We had no idea what we were watching. My sister and my daughter and I went to the movies, and we were like, "Oh, the movie that we thought we were seeing." Um, it wasn't at the, at the same time. So we were like, Oh, we'll just go see this movie. We go and see it. We sat down. I mean, it was literally like a, what the F moment through the entire movie. Like all of us are just like looking at each other, like, what is this? What are we watching? Like, it's like Vigo Mortensen. It, okay. So it starts out. Oh, it is, this was that, uh, yeah, I think I know of it. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. Sorry. I mean, David no, no yeah. interrupt me, please. I interrupt people all the time. No, no, uh, <laughs> so it starts out with this guy. This kid is on the beach, right? And he's got like this little, uh, I can't remember what he's playing. And it's like the mom looks all stressed out. And I think she tells him like, don't, you know, don't eat that. And it's like rocks or something. And you're kind of like, I mean, the kids, you know, looks like he's like eight years old or something like that. So then later you hear the kid like munching on something. And he's eating the, he's eating the plastic garbage can in the bathroom. He's <laughs> eating the plastic. It's so, I don't, it's like supposed to be, <laughs> supposed to be in the future where people, I mean, my sibling, we, we were like sitting around talking about this for like hours after, like, what was that movie about? Yeah. I think it was supposed to be like, like uh, environmentally conscious, like uh, in the future, um, for people to like, uh, for entertainment, uh, sex wasn't enough anymore. So then they started doing like performance acts, but like you have these weird people who've sewn ears all over their bodies doing like all these weird dances and stuff. And then like, right. and, but they're eating plastic because it's, it's better for the environment. Cause we have such an excess of plastic. I don't know. It was weird. 
don't watch it. Broke your face is great. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking this like, like what? If was this was this funded by Bill Gates or I I have no idea. I did not know what I was going in and watching. I still am confused by it. And and like and like they have to they get they do like surgeries. It's so weird. Uh, Vigo Mortensen for him to eat. He has to sit in a chair that helps him digest and it gurgles. Like, like when he's sitting in it, it's, I'm telling you. Sounds like a horrible dream. It, it, that does sound it bad. Is, it is I, weird. I feel I, like now I, I people are going to be like, oh, I want to see it. Exactly. Great advertising. Don't, yeah. don't watch it. <laughs> no, I do remember hearing about it actually, because it, it went to Cannes. And, uh, it did? And I, I heard mixed reviews. I heard that hmm. like it had standing ovation after, but I heard that people walked out. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe we're just like stupid or something, but this guy uh, in front of us, I was like, whoa, what'd you think of that? And he was like, I thought it was great. Stop. <laughs> oh, really? No, I'm dead serious. Dead serious. I thought it was great. And I was just like, this is the weirdest crap I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of weird crap. Have you seen you Tusk? Have. have you seen Tusk? No. Oh, another <laughs> weird one. I've got to come to or fresh. get like the reviews on anything. Here. Yeah, dude. Tusk is so weird. I I think it's the kid from no, it's not Harry Potter. It's another guy that looks like that. Tusk. He goes and this dude turns him into a walrus. <laughs> Amazing. Like actually wow. pieces together right. stuff and turns him into a walrus. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> Stupid. Or, um, Some of those, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Fresh? Was it is it called Fresh? Oh, I love that movie. That's a great movie. Mm. Have you guys seen Fresh? No. Watch no. Fresh. Man, it's also up. well, all of these are they they're all horror movies. <laughs> uh-huh. So if you're not into horror, and the only time I really watch horror movies um is with Gina, unless it's on you know Netflix or Amazon or something like that. But she's got she's got shutter. So she watches all the <laughs> yeah, there you go. really bad ones. Like we've <laughs> yeah. turned it on before and been sitting on the couch and we're like, we don't turn it off. We're like, this is so bad. That's so bad. Yeah, it's mostly bad on there. But no, um, Fresh is on Hulu. Yeah, it was good. It's really good. It's with that dude from uh, the Pam and Tommy thing. Oh, right. Oh. Sebastian. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, watch it if you like, if you like that kind of stuff. Gina, you're our resident like uh, movie <laughs> watcher. We're gonna come to you for like yeah. reviews on everything. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that I have such a bad memory. I will, I'll remember if it's bad or good, but I won't necessarily remember why. Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Gina rating scale. So, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> good or bad? I know that's what people are like because I've been reading so much, and everyone's like, "Well, you should do like book reviews." I go, "I, I couldn't." I mean, I literally would be. I'd either you know, not remember what the book was about, or I just screw up or like ruin it by telling people the ending. So yeah, right. Yeah. It's not in the car. Accidentally, accidentally. (laughs) Right. That's the other thing. When we list this podcast, it should be like spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just says, it just said, (laughs) what happened at the end of lost? I did. Oh my God. I spoiled something. This was so bad. The other day I was, um, talking to a friend. I don't want to spoil. It was on Vikings. And the way he was talking to this other person was as if he had seen, he was caught up to us because he was talking about things that, that we had, that we had just seen. So 
but I didn't realize that he, he didn't know what he, he did. He thought he was talking about like a different episode or something, but anyway, so in my brain, I'm like, Oh yeah. I go, can you believe so-and-so died? And he was like, are no. you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And you're like, you're like, just kidding. And it's like the main character. It's like somebody everybody loves. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, kidding. So I was joking. Ah, yeah, right. that was <laughs> totally joking. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, do you guys, do you guys have anything in, what do you, Besides this, and I can't even imagine. Yeah, can like where people can see the preview or something. Yes. So. Oh, sorry, got... sorry, I, br- well, I interrupted you. That's you did, and that's I... not what I was going to say. However, okay. I would love for you guys to, you know, announce all those things where they can see it and all the reminders and where they can find you. But I guess, like, uh, I want to say what's next, or you know, what's something that you guys are working on, um, besides you know, this big project of getting this out and the marketing and all this stuff that's coming up. Cause obviously time is going by just so much faster than it used to, I feel like. And it's going to be December 27th before we know, right. but is there something else that you guys are dabbling in or, you know, scripts you've been reading through or things you're throwing around or. Yeah. Like yeah. We're constantly in like different phases of, of productions. Right. I mean, one that's, that's most exciting right now is that we're developing a, we have been and are developing a TV series. It's a four-part limited series called Truth and Conviction. And uh, we're going to be going a bit more live and broad with that uh, series. We're going to be setting up some, um, I, I don't know, marketing and uh, uh, with the film in, in October. But it's a true story uh, about a uh, young resistance fighter during World War II. Um, so we've got that underway and, uh, hoping to shoot that next year in Lithuania where we've shot two other movies uh, before. So we're, we're hoping and looking forward to going back. Um, uh, we've, and then we've got other, other films. I don't know, Russ, would you say anything else about truth and conviction? It's, um, no, we'll, we'll come back on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Um, yeah, we do have another film uh, that's nearing completion. Uh, it's finishing up visual effects. It's a, uh, a sci-fi comedy uh, kind of in the vein of E.T. And it's called Aliens Abducted My Parents. And now I'm feeling kind of left out. <laughs> and, uh, isn't that great? I like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, stars Will Forte. Oh, here, we'll tie this back to Lost. Elizabeth Mitchell, who's in Lost, is, right. has a, a role in this film uh, opposite of Will Forte as uh, <laughs> husband and wife. So uh, that'll be coming out early next year as well. So yeah, yeah we're excited oh, about fun. that. Well, yeah. when you're ready, yeah, when you're ready to, uh, you know, talk about that, we'll come, we'll come back on. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. us about it. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Russ or John, do you want to do you want to just reiterate dates where they can find the information on the movie, um, where they can find you guys, kaleidoscope. So they everyone, anyone listening that wants to pay attention to what you have coming up next or coming out next, or maybe even what they can see, you know, where where they can find some of your films that you've produced in the past and things like that. Yeah, uh, just awesome. speaking specifically about Strong Enough, you know, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us at Strong Enough the Movie. We'll post all the updates there about when the pre sales will go live and any other cool things that we're doing with the film. Uh, you can even visit the website, strongenoughmovie.com, and see the trailer. Uh, we've got a 60 second trailer up there. 
we're, up, we're, uh, we're actually in the process of updating it a little bit. So we'll, uh, we're going to have a new trailer that will uh, drop uh, within the next couple of weeks. But um, that's where you can find the movie there. Uh, Russ, it, throw it to Russ to talk about Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Um, Instagram's probably a great place. It's Kaleidoscope Pictures Inc. Uh, with an underscore between Kaleidoscope and Pictures. Um, uh, follow us there or kaleidoscopepictures.com. Uh, just hit our website and it has uh, past and current projects listed and, and where you can find them. Um, truth and conviction. What is this? Truth and conviction TV series is our Instagram handle for, uh, this resistance fighter piece that we're working on. Um, and yeah, highly encourage people to come check that out. It's a, a phenomenal true story of, of this young man in Nazi Germany. He was 16 years old and he saw through Hitler's lies and decided he had to act upon it and do something. And so he, um, began typing up flyers that denounced Hitler and basically committing treason. And he got two of his uh, buddies. So these teenagers are going and taking these seditious flyers and putting them all around Hamburg and uh, eluding the Gestapo for almost a year and eventually stood trial for their actions. And um, I don't want to spoiler alert it, but you know, the leader of this group paid the ultimate price. Um, And uh, so pretty, pretty important uh, and timely uh, film uh, uh, about, you know, standing up and finding truth and doing something about it. And so check it out. It's called truth and conviction. Sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. Sounds like it's adding it to the list. Yeah. Sounds like it should be right up everyone's alley. Everyone's alley. Yes. This day and age and all the shit that we got going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to come on here. We're going to, me and Gina will make sure we keep people updated on here when (laughs) when it's coming out. We will. Well, also, Brooke, uh, we just want to give you a shout out um, because, you know, your involvement in this film has been so, so tremendously helpful to us in the film at large. And uh, we're just so grateful that you responded to that random uh, email and DM uh, originally. We had a lot of great uh, conversations in the development of the film and, and your, uh, your insight, your consultation, your involvement in, in the production and even post of the film has been really rewarding. So we're glad to have you part of the team. Thank you for being a part of it. Oh, well. Pleasure is mine. Um, you two are, man, you are fantastic humans and I've really loved working with you and it's very exciting what you're doing. And I'm, I'm so pleasantly surprised because obviously in the beginning, I didn't quite know what I was doing. Right. I didn't know like what, how much I was really helping. (laughs) And so being able to, um, get together with you, not only like watch the film prior to being at the CrossFit games for that day, but I've got to see something come together that I was actually, I, I aided in and, and that I helped um, come to fruition without me really realizing how much help I was really doing. And so that was a pretty cool experience and moment for me, just for, I guess, just the awareness of um, possibilities that we have, you know, when we yeah. one respond to emails from people we don't know, but you get a good feeling about it, you know? So thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. And I hope I see you, you know, relatively soon. And if you guys need like an executive producer for like, say, you know, a story about a mom that's like washed up and like has four kids, um, you know, just, just trying to get through life who stays up all night watching TV. I am your girl. Gina is amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a smash hit. 
It's going to be called Rags to Riches to Rags. <laughs> I love it. That is okay. Yeah, it was so nice meeting you guys. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah, thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Anything else? Is there anything else that you guys wanted to just talk about or share before we for sign off? We and, sign off. And Gina goes back to work. Oh, yeah, I got to oh. go back to work. Oh. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> no. Everybody go watch the movie. Come and watch the movie together. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Pay attention to the web, the Instagram or the website. And me and Gina will definitely keep you updated. But one more time, um, it goes pre sale. What was the date, John? December 27th. We sell. We don't know the, the date yet. It'll be sometime in November. Okay. It's oh, released oh. December 27th. Perfect. So it's released December 27th. Don't forget, watch with your families right around Christmas time. You got nothing else to do except for get excited about going to the gym. Okay. Exactly. So you're going to yeah, watch, you're right. going to, you're going to buy it, download it, watch it, share it with your friends on December 27th. <laughs> and in, in November sometime, me and Gina will let you know that it's on pre-sale. And if yeah. you are a longtime listener, then you should definitely invest in that because hello, it's my first executive producer job. We wouldn't steer you wrong, you know, and we would not steer you wrong. <laughs> no, of course not. not. Absolutely not. Not with this one. No. Right. It's great. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thanks thank so you so much. All right. This was fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. See All you right. guys. Take Bye, care. guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye. Okay, guys. Very cool. Uh, Aren't they so great? So great. Man, so great. Good people. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, met a lot of really cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Just add that to the list. Yep. That ain't so, no, I'm excited to watch this. I really, I'm going to go on and like check out the preview. Yeah. I think, you know, even like the first time I watched it, um, any of you listening and obviously including Gina, but any of you listening, I think it's really important to remember kind of what John was talking about with the fact that it was so important for them, which I really love that they went this route and they stuck to it, right? They, they really stuck to trying to find someone who could check both those boxes of a actually being able to really embody that character because, you know, they pretty much do that for extracurricular, but like very competitive and, you know, it's not an actor or actress just trying to, you know, we don't got body doubles going on, you know? Right. So right. Yeah. I'm someone who it's her first you time. You can physically do these things mm-hmm. that you're watching. First yeah. time acting, first time looking at a script, first time, you know, and it's not like, it's not this easy thing to do. Like what John said, because it really is a story and a script that it's, it's very vulnerable. And this, this girl is going through turmoil. I mean, and I know for a fact, every single person can relate to that, you know, where the walls are coming in and, you know, she's coming into this scene and this competition with, you know, the grief of her, her father passing away. And he was her biggest supporter. And so then you have that, you know, and everyone has experienced loss and, and just very emotional, hard stuff. Like maybe not even super emotional all the time or sad all the time, but just stress of needing to show up, be prepared, be enough, um, do your job and come out on top. I mean, it's, it's tough and it's hard and everyone can relate to it. So when you do watch it, cause I know all of you guys are going to watch it. Um, remember that this girl, you know, not only is it impressive, 
by what she's doing, what you're watching her do, because she is actually doing these workouts. Um, she also has stepped up to the plate to to put herself out there and and, and act, you know, and that's um, very cool, very scary. Yeah, I was gonna say very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Don't yeah. forget to rate, review, subscribe, five star rating. Five-star warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.